Halito, and welcome to Native Chalk Talk, a podcast by Natives for all. Here, we're keeping our Native ancestors' stories and history alive, while also sharing with you our Native cultures, traditions, and more. I'm Rachel Youngman, a Choctaw originally from Anadarko, Oklahoma. I hope you'll enjoy this journey with me as we learn from our Native American guests. And stay tuned for the end of each episode, where we'll talk about some great ways to support Native causes and or Native-owned businesses. Let's get started. I am more than a maker. I'm more than an outdoorsman. More than a protector. Than a graduate. Than a princess. An athlete. A pastor. I'm more than a warrior. Chata Elifinachili. Chata Elifinachili. I am Choctaw proud. I am Choctaw proud. I am Choctaw proud. We are the Choctaw Nation, and together we're more. My dad used to teach art at Riverside Indian School, and while his brothers and sister looked full-blood Choctaw, my dad had dark hair and lighter skin. His students teased him about his skin color and would say, hey, Schaffner, if you prick your finger, you'll lose all your Indian blood. (laughs) It's easy for the general public to think of all Native Americans as stoic and brave or possibly beaten down and saddened by the history of their people. But something many may not know is the pure comedy gold that our people have carried throughout the years, often behind the scenes and typically amongst ourselves until recently. Search for Native American comedy and you'll find a few comedians out there showing their comedy talents or watch even one episode of Reservation Dogs on FX and you'll get a good taste at our humor culture. Today, I'm with Aaliyah Johnson, a 15-year-old living on the Alabama Cushada Reservation in Livingston, Texas. Keep an eye out on this gal, y'all, because her comedy is taking the Native and non-Native communities by storm. Aaliyah is joined by her mother, Victoria Johnson, of Sky Breeze Photography, and together they'll share about their talents with us. Victoria and Aaliyah, welcome to Native Chalk Talk. Hello. Hi. <laughs> welcome, welcome. A quick run through about Aaliyah for you listeners. Aaliyah Johnson started her comedy back in 2017 and is now a monthly contributor to Native Hoop magazine. She has also been featured in the PBS book American Portrait and was interviewed for Voyage Houston magazine. Aaliyah is even starting to follow in her mother's footsteps in photography and has been published in three coffee table magazines. In fact, one of her powwow images made the cover of issue 117 of Native Hoop magazine. So Aaliyah, tell us the story of the wig and how you got started in comedy. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Here it goes. <laughs> I think I was at my uncle's house, you know, back in 2017, my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't, I don't know what I was doing. I guess I was just in her bedroom because I used to sit in her bedroom a lot, you know, playing whatever on her iPad, my devices. Mm-hmm. And I guess one day I, you know, in her room and I see, I guess, a wig on the floor. I'm like, oh, it's a wig. So I, you know, I put it on. And, you know, in her room, she used to have this mirror. So, and I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, okay, this looks good. That looks good. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I I wanted to show, you know, my mom and whoever was in the living room at the time. I don't exactly remember. 
I go in the living room and I, you know, I show off this wig. Like, hey, look, here's the wig I'm wearing. You know, everybody, of course, gets mm-hmm. a kick out of it. And I don't know. I just start saying stuff, like, I guess, funny stuff. And I I guess it was about, because, you know, I was inspired by um, Tanya Jo Hall. I don't know if you know who she is, but mm-hmm. uh, comedian. Yeah. You know, and I used, to, I used to watch a lot of her Auntie Beatrice videos. And I remember one video of hers that it was about like the Black Hills powwow. You know, I don't I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why I said it, but you know, and I just start talking about like the Black Hills powwow. I guess because I missed it, or you know, my yeah. phone, my, my mom's my mom had her phone on. You know, starts recording me, and then I guess oh from there, from there, I just started doing more videos right and the, and the rest is history was that I was just curious was that wig like one that she actually wore or it just happened to be a prop on the floor was, for some reason I think it was my uncle's wig <laughs> who knows how it's it got thickens. <laughs> Halloween costume maybe I think I think Halloween costume yeah. we may never even know <laughs> just you know <laughs> random wig on the floor that's perfect <laughs> Well, your tribe, the Alabama Cushata tribe of Texas is comprised of 1,200 members. 589 of those reside on the reservation where y'all live today, which includes nearly 10,000 acres of land in Southeast Texas. And this reservation is actually less than two hours from Houston, right? Yes. Okay. Um, And so by the way, we're just going to walk through information about your tribe real quick, but I definitely want to get back to the wig and the comedy for sure. So I, I really think the history of the Alabama Cushata tribe of Texas is super interesting. They're descendants of the Southeast Muscogee Confederacy, which entails eight federally recognized tribes. And according to the tribe's website, the tribes lived in adjacent areas in what is now the state of Alabama. By 1780, the tribes had migrated to modern day East Texas. Although they were two separate tribes, the Alabamas and Cushatas have been closely associated throughout their history. So their cultures have some differences, but for the most part, they're nearly identical. And then during the Mexican War of Independence from Spain, the tribes fought with the revolutionaries, and their many combined contributions included a battalion of 300 warriors who were instrumental to the capture of San Antonio in the April 1st, 1813 battle. The newly formed Mexican government recognized both tribes independently and offered them tracts of land for permanent settlement. Those lands are attributed to the tribes in early maps of the region, including Stephen F. Austin's 1829 map of Texas. In 1836, Sam Houston brokered a treaty with the tribes before the Texas War of Independence from Mexico. The agreement provided the title of land between the Niches and Sabine Rivers for uh, one community with both tribes in return for assurance the tribes would not side with Mexico. Tribal members served as guides for Houston's army and provided provisions to feed Texas refugees fleeing from Santa Ana's army. Today, Houston's descendants still acknowledge that contribution to the Republic of Texas. In 1839, the Republic of Texas recognizes the tribe's equitable claim to lands in the new country, and in 1987, the Restoration Act passes Congress and restores the Alabama Cushata tribe to federal recognition. So, Aaliyah, what can you tell us about your tribe? 
So the Alabama Cachada is one of the three federally recognized tribes in Texas, which the two others is the Sota del Sur Pueblo, the Tiguas in El Paso, and the Kickapoos down in Eagle Pass, Texas. We have the oldest reservation in Texas, which was established in 1854. And today we are governed by a seven member council and advised by two of our chiefs, the principal chief and the second chief. We have an array of health and human services and including emergencies, law enforcement and emergency services. And the earliest written document of the Alabama and Cachada was around 1541 by the Spanish explorer Hernando uh, de, Soto. de Soto. Oh my gosh, that goes way yeah. back then. Way back then. Culture-wise, some of our some of our traditional dancers include the swan dance and the basket dance. The swan dance would show off the gracefulness of women dancers, which I believe I read was only exclusive to women. Men weren't allowed to dance it. Awesome. The bas- of course, we have our the basket dance, which was when women or which was women were given baskets to shake off corn and toss off in, into the air or rotating into the four directions. We are also known for our pine needle baskets, which is a pretty lengthy process. However, you know, when you when you t- get a chance to look at these, you know, obviously it's pretty worse, worse it. Huh. Many, you, many of the baskets are made into animals like turkeys, cats, what else? Or even owls. Oh, have you ever made one, by the way? No, unfortunately, I haven't. But I- That's I really, okay. I would really like to learn. I would too, uh, to learn to make the Choctaw baskets on our, our mm-hmm. side too. Yeah. If you ever make one, send me a photo so I can put it on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mo- modern times now, um, every year, every year we hold our annual power on the second weekend of June. No, the first weekend of it's June. the first weekend now. First weekend. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go to that every year pretty much? Yes. Yeah. Sounds like you've been immersed in your culture from a very early age. Mm-hmm. I, I try. I try to be. <laughs> yeah. And now you have seven clans too, right? Yes. So that's bear, panther, deer, beaver, daddy long legs, which I love, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. bobcat, and turkey. Well, mm-hmm. The daddy long legs one is so interesting to me. It's not something mm-hmm. that you would think would be uh, highlighted. Mm-hmm. you know, by a clan, but it's pretty interesting. Do you know anything about that? If you don't, that's okay. Do you? What? Daddy Long, Daddy Long Waves? Waves. Not on the top of my head. That's okay. That that mm-hmm. gives our, our listeners something to go and Google. So <laughs> mm-hmm. very interesting. Thanks for sharing about that. Um, I wanted to make a side note that um, you guys... I, I learned right before we got on the call, something I didn't know was that you homeschool, correct? Yes. That's great. And how many kids do you have, Victoria? I have two. Do you I have uh, both of them or? Yes. Okay. Um, Stormy is in fourth grade. She just turned 10 and then Aaliyah is in 10th grade. Okay. Well, and the reason I wanted to highlight that is I was homeschooled as well. And I know that we have some mm-hmm. um, homeschool families that listen in. So Hellos mm-hmm. to everyone, whether public school mm-hmm. or homeschool. But I think one thing that's interesting about Aaliyah's story is that 
um, you do a lot of schooling throughout the week, but you're also able to put your performance uh, practices in there as well, it sounds like. So mm -hmm. very interesting. And it's one thing I loved about the fact that you do practice your culture, you are homeschooled, and you also know about your tribe, which is fantastic. So um, so August 9th, 2021, your chief, Herbert Glenn Johnson, passed away. And that wasn't too long ago. And this chief really meant something mm -hmm. to you, didn't he? Yeah, he was my owl, my grandfather. Oh, I'm sure you miss him. Um, tell us about him. What was he like? Mm -hmm. So this this man really liked watermelon. Did he really? <laughs> he so really liked cute. watermelon. <laughs> um, before he passed, I remember my he got in. I think it was in the hospital because he was in and out of the hospital the year he passed. Uh, yeah, he got a he gave my dad a voice message, I guess, from the hospital. You know, he was talking about how much he was ready to come home. I remember one of the last things he said on there was, Waterman, look out. Oh, <laughs> bittersweet, isn't it? I bet every time you eat watermelon now, you think of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He loved going to bingo. I remember <laughs> he'd go to bingo a lot. Did you go with him? Maybe, maybe once. I don't remember yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Maybe once. So he loved watermelon and bingo. He loved he loved college basketball. He loved watching his gospel music. He loved watching the Wheel of Fortune. We, we me still too. Watch me the too. Wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Must be a homeschool thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. He loved his coffee, and he loved he loved doing um what is it crossword crossword puzzles. You see him oh, really? See him on his, yeah, on his couch. You'd see him on the couch, you know, doing doing a crossword a lot. That's so cute. Mm -hmm. And he used to have candy, I guess, because, what was it? Because of his uh, diabetes, I think. Mm -hmm. He used to have, like, candy around. I remember one of them being, uh, I don't know if you know what it is. Uh, it's called Long Boys. I remember he used to have those a lot, and he used to give give those to me to eat. <laughs> oh, really? I'm actually looking yeah. them up right now. Do go on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I know exactly what those are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And because because I love eating chicken a lot, he used to call me he used to call me chicken hawk. <laughs> and he used so to call cute. me he used to call me, he said, Hey Rolanda. He used to call me Rolanda because of my comedy. <laughs> oh, right, right. The many names of Aaliyah. Chief Johnson, your grandpa was born in Livingston, Texas on April 3rd, 1942. And I noticed the mentions of his name being Miko Scalaba, Herbert Johnson Sr. I assume Miko means chief, right? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, but what does Scalaba mean? Scalaba means dime. So the story, as far as I can remember, the story was that a little girl, obviously she's not little no more, but mm -hmm. I think it was at a basketball game. And, you know, she goes to con the concession stand, you know, she she gets something and I think she was short on money. I guess I guess she like needed like a dime or something. And you know, she was told, Go go ask um, you know, my owl. You know, she goes over to them and like in a real real small voice, she she asked him, Can I, you know, can I have a dime? And you know, obviously, obviously my owl thought this was cute. <laughs> and it just, I guess it just stuck with him ever since then. And he used to call Aww. her uh, Scalaba. 
you know, when it was time to, uh, you know, pick pick his name as chief, he, you know, he chose Scalaba. That's so interesting. A lot of people will probably wonder, you know, that can actually translate the word, like, where did that story come from? So the mystery mm-hmm. has been solved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about some of his accomplishments during his time as chief? So actually, it's pretty funny. Um, after high school, he attended Jacksonville College and, you know, there he was known as chief. And he was huh. um, known for playing basketball. I'm going to brag here. Gonna brag. <laughs> Go for it. He deserves it. He only stood at five six. He set an all time record. Then for scoring sixty seven points in one game. Wow. <laughs> and then you on the same in the same season he went into he went on to average thirty three point five points. In twenty twenty he was honored by Jacksonville College as a, a distinguished. Illuminous, I think that says. I think so. Mm-hmm. For a single day, he uh, was named a uh, street in Jacksonville. Oh, really? He's named after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's so neat. He also served on the Big Sandy School Board for 48 years. He served as an elder and deacon at the Indian Presbyterian Church, and he played bas- basketball one year at the University, the University of Houston under the coach Reeve, Guy V. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Guy, Guy V. Lewis for one year. Hmm. He did a lot. Mm-hmm. A whole mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. What a legacy he left behind. So with his being Beaver Clan, does that mean you're automatically Beaver Clan as well? No. Um, the way I believe the, the, um, the system is set up is that you, um, you, whatever, whatever clan your mother was, you, inherit that clan but since oh, okay. my mom is not an enrolled member i am part of the no clan the no clan okay so, so that's officially how they say it huh yeah mm-hmm. so technically no i don't have a clan but i'm part of the no clan clan no clan clan the no clan yeah. they call it yes yeah. <laughs> got it okay and i don't know also if you know the the group 1491's uh comedy group I only know it from you. I I was turned on to them by you, actually. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fourteen ninety ones. You may maybe um one of the members of that group actually went on to be on Reservation Dogs. You know the spirit. His, uh, that's who that. Oh Dallas yeah, Gold. that's who, no, yeah, no, that yeah. Was right. He's yeah. so funny. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> yeah, I would just I I love the fourteen ninety ones. I used to watch it a whole lot. I know some of the stuff may not have been uh, age appropriate back when I was speaking <laughs> a lot, but no. Well, wouldn't it be nice if you got to meet him or or any of them at some point and be like, I've always been your biggest fan. Actually, um, one of the members, um, his name was Tito Yubaro. Actually, mm-hmm. um, Tito Comedy. He, he's, yeah. But he's collaborated with him. He, yeah, he has Okay. He uh yeah. one year he came to our powwow and you know he was at one of the drums and um, I got to take a picture with him. Oh, that's awesome! I mm-hmm. I didn't get to say much. I don't I don't know why I didn't, but <laughs> I, I got to take a <laughs> that's great. Well, may all your dreams of meeting them someday come true. <laughs> so Rolanda J is another one of your characters that you mentioned earlier. Tell us about her. What's her personality? You know, I, I consider Rolanda to be my alter ego. So 
I guess she is more, you know, like the uncles, you know, like, you know how you've heard the, the auntie jokes? Yeah. I guess it's so, mm-hmm. so, somewhat like that. At least it's how I picture it in my mind. Okay. So Victoria, you must be proud of Aaliyah and her talents. Mm-hmm. Now you're Chalk Talk, correct? Yes. Um, my father, uh, his side of the family, uh, both of his parents uh, were of Choctaw descent. Okay. And so on your dad's side, they came from Mississippi, as many yes. of our Choctaw ancestors were. Tell us mm-hmm. about your family history. Um, the stuff that was passed down to me, um, as far as I know, uh, my father passed when I was about seven. Um, to be specific, um, my grandparents passed, wow, well, my grandmother passed six years before I was born, I think it was, and my grandfather probably passed about 35, 40 years before I was born, to be honest, so, you were missing a lot of people in your life, yeah, so it, it makes things very complicated, and so, you know, I basically, learned what I did in the short seven years from my dad, you know, things or what he experienced and then what was passed down to him. Um, I don't know the extent of it, but I know, you know, the basics of what I've been told um, that, yeah, a lot of the family came from that East central Mississippi area close to where the Choctaw homelands were. And I also had a lot that came down like to Southern Mississippi in that area. Cause where we're from, um, I grew up in Southeast Louisiana. Um, and my dad, my dad grew up in a neighbor and we don't call them counties in Louisiana. We call them parishes. So, um, a lot of his family, even, you know, obviously the Choctaw lineage came down into what is, um, Washington and St. Tammany parish, Louisiana. And that's in the Southeast area, probably just a little over an hour, just North of New Orleans in that area. And yeah, a lot of his family settled in those two parishes. Um, both of my grandparents had come from the same area. And um, a lot of them had come in from Mississippi in that area from East Central and South Mississippi. And then yeah. my dad grew up in a small town I'm sure you probably never heard of it. Bugaloosa, they call it. And that's, I think that's a Choctaw word too, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, Um, right. So he grew up in a small town called Bugaloosa. It's not really that big, to be honest. I think a lot of people have left, including my dad who left. Right. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that he grew up in that area. Yeah. And then did they come over to Indian Territory at some point? There is a story, um, if I got this correct, I hope I got this correct. Um, it goes back to uh, an ancestor. I think he would be my fourth or fifth great grandfather. And he was listed on, I don't know if you heard the Armstrong role. Yeah. Uh, he was, the last name is Jenkins. I don't know if you heard a lot of that last name. And I know there's just so many my family lines to be honest there's so many different connections um just trying to give you information I'm like okay let me just stick to one and pick one specific but um there is a story about him he is listed on the the rolls in Mississippi um I believe he was in the Madison County area I think that's about an hour from where the Choctaw reservation is today and 
Um, there is one story. I do have some documents. I have so much stuff in my emails. It's not even funny trying to save. I want to save for my kids. But yeah. there is a story that um, said that he did give up land and went to an area of Oklahoma. I cannot remember that. I have to go back in my information, but mm. I believe he did come over to Indian Territory as what the story had said on the documents. Sounds like we need to dig in deeper. Yes. I'm going to get my ancestry out right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff. I have a feeling I'll talk to you in two years from now and you're going to have mm -hmm. even more information. Yes. So interesting. Mm -hmm. I know. I wonder, I wonder where he settled in Indian territory. I might have to go coffee. look it up and send you the information because yeah. I have so many things saved, like in my emails from over the years I've collected. Yeah. That's great. You sound mm -hmm. like me. Sometimes it's just a data dump. And sometimes I'm like, wait, was yeah. it Facebook or is it on Ancestry? Where did I put it? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I yeah. talk to cousins and everybody has different stories or different things. And you want to, and I like talking to cousins because they help me piece things together. Maybe stuff I didn't know. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Send me the documents, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's crazy mm -hmm. to me when aunt, when family members start mm -hmm. sharing things that once they know you're interested, although mm -hmm. sometimes it, I've had family members that had information that they forgot they had and they mm -hmm. brought out a box. My aunts one time brought out mm -hmm. a box and they were like, wait, this is really cool. This has to mm -hmm. do with our land allotments or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And just a treasure trove. The other thing mm -hmm. is, um, if you have any original documents or, or you mm -hmm. printed out things, I think it's important to have like a fireproof mm -hmm. safe, even if it's small, because I do have a, I that's do great. have a box with stuff that I started collecting. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, mm -hmm. so word to our listeners, you know, do what Victoria is doing. Even mm -hmm. if you don't have a lot of time, sometimes yeah. you're a single parent or whatever the case mm -hmm. is just capture it somehow and someday you will have mm -hmm. time to go through it all whether it's when yes. we're retired or we're mm -hmm. empty nesters but yes that's great good for you mm -hmm. good for you so um and then you were actually a uh a princess right oh yes that's nostalgia princess? so my my sister and i yes um we grew up around it primarily like powwows um yeah. when we were younger um i think since i was about 13 up until now with the kids it's been about 30 years of powwows for us wow. um <laughs> so my sister and i used to dance i may have to send you a couple of those too if i got some non-embarrassing photos um bring them on yes uh but yeah we grew up in it and i think my first time that I was a powwow princess was 1990 oh my gosh see I don't even remember 1998 yeah was it 1999 yeah 1999 okay um, that was uh Louisiana I, I don't even think they have the powwow anymore to be honest um Louisiana Indian Heritage Association princess so I did that and then I moved on I think it was 2000 and 2001 like honestly you probably never heard this but there are um some organizations that will go into uh how do you say it low low security prisons uh for native um prisoners and they put this one particular one in Beaumont Texas um they had one with uh low security prison um 
for the native prisoners and they put on this nice little one day powwow and I was asked to go in yeah you have to go through security and all that that's another interesting story yeah. um and I was their powwow princess from 2000 I think 2000 2001 and then 2001 to 2002 okay wow so yeah so three three <laughs> times a princess <laughs> right and so you were so you grew up in Louisiana yes. so when you did the powwows you did those in Louisiana um or Louisiana throughout throughout a couple of states Texas Mississippi okay wherever we can get to so yeah yeah so eventually somehow, how did you get to Louisiana? Was it your family members from, you know, your grandparents or how'd you get to Louisiana? Um, well, I was born and raised there. Um, I was born in a town called Hammond. And that's like, if you look on a map, it's like in between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. It's about an okay. hour from both of them. So I was born and raised there. Um, of course, my dad was from Bugalusa. He ended up moving to Hammond where he met my mom. Uh, my mom was born in that area too. Um, her father was from that area, but believe it or not, on another side of my family, that's the the side. There's no native, but um, her mom was from upstate New York. Oh, and then she ended places. up. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, she ended up moving to Louisiana and met my my maternal grandfather on my mom's side, and that's you know they they kind of moved back and forth from New York and Louisiana over several years. Um, and then they ended up staying. Um, my mom, of course, grew up in the area and then of course my dad. So that's how. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So I was thinking like, mm -hmm. did, did your tribe go from South and Southeast Mississippi up to Louisiana at some point I too, but it doesn't sound like it. I no, I think it was maybe just individual relatives that just moved south or, you know. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm always interested in how people get to different mm -hmm. parts of the country and mm -hmm. it's great. And so side note, you do some beautiful work in photography. Why don't you Thank share you. about your own story and Sky Breeze mm -hmm. photography and, and how you got started? Um basically I love taking pictures since I was nine years old. Um, my dad, I don't know if I even mentioned it, my dad, and I have a couple other relatives that are into it. Okay. Um, he did it, you know, just as a hobby. I don't recall anybody that pursued a career, but it, it's there. And I guess I picked it up too, you know, and he, he did it and he passed it down to me. And then probably about age nine up until now, I just love taking pictures, whether it was like, you know, those old uh, removable film cameras, like those little Kodak, yeah. the, you know, I started with that and just taking pictures of anything. And, you know, as I got older and I had my kids and I loved, you know, I wanted to document everything. Yeah. Um, and then I, I just decided to pursue it, you know, pursue it as a career. And I got my first, professional camera I think it was 2014 I think about that time and you know I started doing pictures for people and you know um eventually just putting and putting a business together a small business and it's registered and um just took it from there and then you know just started submitting my work and you know became a part of Native Who magazine too you know monthly contributor and 
just getting opportunities. Yeah. Um, you know, just submitting and getting publications and, you know, uh, exhibited and stuff like that just coming along. Yeah. Some things were unexpected, but I'm guessing I'm going to keep going. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I'm glad you are because you're very talented. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So where can we find your work and get in touch with you if anyone would like to work with you? Um, I have a Facebook page. Uh, I try to keep my activity going on that and keep things going. Um, you can just look up. It's it's like looking up Instagram. You can just type in at Sky Breeze and it should pull my full page up. And I have my phone number listed. I, I think it's okay to put my phone number on here if somebody oh, sure. wanted to contact me. Um, sure. Area code 936-933-5558. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Just look up at Skybreeze82, um, www.skybreezephotography.com. Okay, perfect. And I'll be sure to list all of that information on my okay. Native Chalk Talk page too. Um, okay. And before mm-hmm. we go, are there any words of wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners? I guess for people my age, if you really, really just like enjoy something, just never stop. You know, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something simple like that. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, you're living proof of it. You, you are on a journey. You're enjoying life. You're sharing your comedy. You can't even help it because it just seems to come out of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how about you, Victoria? Um, Probably the same thing that she's saying. Just uh, you can do anything. Like I am, I, I mean, I can write a book and tell you how I started. You know, I was afraid. I, I never thought that I would submit my work, but I like to tell people just just do it even if you're afraid. Keep going. If there's something you're passionate about, just go for it, you know, because you never know what's going to come out of it. Absolutely. And you've obviously been a role model to Aaliyah mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think just the way we live is such a crucial mm-hmm. element for what our kids end up doing someday. Mm-hmm. So. Well, our Native people are taking the world by storm with talents in comedy, art, acting, media, crafts, and so much more. I hope you'll take some time to check out what we're doing and support our efforts by following us on social media, buying our products, and simply just encouraging us along the way. Thank you, Victoria and Aaliyah, for joining Mm -hmm. me today, and we're cheering you on. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Native Chalk Talk. Be sure to join our community on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Simply search for Native Chalk Talk. That's Native, C-H-O-C-T-A-L-K. And check us out at nativechalktalk.com. Stay tuned for the next episode. You're going to love it. Yakoki. Thank you, my friends.